everyone and welcome back to the healthy hair journey podcast if you're new here i'm your host curly chris a curly hair enthusiast i'd like to start off by saying thank you for listening to this podcast and this is episode 5 low hair porosity on this episode i'm joined by two wonderful guests to discuss hair porosity how they figured it out if it has changed products they use their texture and pattern and general hair care Before we get into that part of the episode, let me go over low porosity hair characteristics. The structure of your hair doesn't easily allow moisture to be absorbed into your hair shaft as the cuticle layer is so close together and tightly overlapping. Because of this, water doesn't easily saturate your hair when it is being washed, so you will find it difficult to get your hair really wet and for the water to fully penetrate your hair to allow your shampoo and conditioner to be absorbed properly. Products also tend to build up on your curls rather than being absorbed, and you may be tempted to keep applying more products in an effort to saturate your hair. You will want to learn which ingredients will best suit your low porosity hair and apply your products while your hair is wet and warm. Some ingredients to look out for are honey or glycerin, as these products penetrate the hair cuticle more easily than products that contain oils, so avoiding heavier products is best. Avoiding heavier products will reduce drying time as well, as low porosity hair takes longer to dry because as I mentioned, products tend to sit on your hair. You will also want to focus on products that are more moisturizing and less on protein. Deep conditioning is important for all hair types, but especially for low porosity to get that moisture into your hair. When deep conditioning low porosity hair, you will want to use heat to open up the cuticle and let the product penetrate the cortex. Use a shower cap to cover your head and use a thermal heat cap, which you can purchase off different hair care websites. If you don't want to spend money on a heat cap, you can just use your bonnet. Make sure you have a shower cap on and then just place your bonnet over top and that will trap the heat radiating from your scalp that will help open up the hair's cuticles. This is how I deep condition and I will warm up my bonnet on the radiator as well or with my hair dryer. Now on to my discussion with my guests. As well, this part of the episode was recorded on Zoom as in the UK we are still in our national lockdown so we've tried our best when it comes to recording. All right, everyone, I'm really excited to have my two special guests on this episode. So if you'd like to start with introducing yourselves, Naomi. Hi, I'm Naomi Love. I am a poet and a podcaster. Yeah, I write poetry about many different topics. And I also have a podcast show where I discuss topics and my poetry with various guests. And I also have the lovely Christina on an upcoming episode about natural hair. You can find me on Instagram at Naomi Love, that's N-I-O-M-I-E Love underscore for my poetry and more about me. But you can also find my podcast, Naomi Loves to Talk on Spotify, SoundCloud and iTunes. Hi, I'm Ray. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I'm nowhere in- as interesting as Naomi, but <laughs> I will try and add some pizzazz to the conversation. You are just as interesting. <laughs> <We're talking> about- <laughs> I work with these two lovely ladies and before we really get into it I just want to thank both of you because you both have helped me and inspired me in different ways so Ray you were one of the first people I came to speak to about curly hair and how to start taking care of it so I really want to thank you for that and Naomi you've inspired me to start this podcast so 
thank you both so much for kind of helping me in this journey that I'm on. So I just really want to thank you. And I appreciate both of you being on this so much. Oh, Aww. no problem. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Um, we always invite each other, don't cool. we? Sorry. Yeah, definitely. And that's what we're about. This episode is about hair porosity and talking about your hair porosity and a little bit more about low hair porosity. So Ray, if you could help us out a little bit more about understanding low porosity. With low porosity hair, it means that moisture doesn't easily get absorbed into your hair shaft. You might run your shower on your hair and you notice that it takes a while before your hair gets really, really soaked. That type of hair tends to repel the moisture. So it might be more of a challenge to you know, remain really supple in kind of juicy moisture that as curly girls, we always want to do things a little bit different with low porosity hair in order to get that suppleness and that products are absorbed well and moisture is, is retained. But the good news is once it's in, it's not coming out again because the cuticle doesn't want to lift again. It's a hard work to get the cuticle to lift again. So different challenges, you know. Thanks, Ray, for that. What are your hair porosities and your actual hair types? Because my hair texture is very different to both of yours which is really the beauty of curly hair as well and coily hair so if both of you could just explain your hair types and your porosity as well now that i've heard rays i'm confused as to what my hair porosity is <laughs> i had never heard of porosity until it was just word of mouth once i went on my natural hair journey maybe three years ago and i did the test what i'd seen online which was put a bit of your hair in a cup of water if it sinks, you've got high porosity. Anyway, so my hair had sunk. So I assumed I had high porosity hair. But now that you've just explained that, right now I'm thinking I have low porosity hair because my hair takes, my hair doesn't stay moisturized for very long. Is that the same thing? Because now I'm learning again what my porosity of my hair is. <laughs> okay, so if you think about, if you think about the, all the cuticles on hair and they're all like scales, I guess. Yeah. If the scale lifts quickly, it's high porosity because it's like, yeah, moisture escapes. It goes in and out. High porosity is a challenge to keep it moisturized. Right. With okay. low porosity, it's a challenge to get anything in there. Right. Okay. I, yeah. I get what you mean. So mine yeah. is high porosity then because, like, for example, right now, it's my wash day. So I've put my products in my hair, which I'll explain later if you want me to. So it's very moisturized okay. now, but I know by Sunday evening... Monday morning, definitely, I'm going to have to put more product in because it's not going to stay. My hair dries out very quickly, especially in my scalp. That's my answer to the porosity question. I think I've answered it, Chris. Yeah. And with regards to my hair type, I am 4C um, hair type. But with 4C, that also is a very, it's not a very straightforward type of curl and coil. So no. um, I, I know there's, it's very broad, but I've got 4C hair type. Thank you. Ray? I've got normal porosity hair. And yeah. I do have different textures all over my head, but I'm predominantly 4A. There are some parts of my hair where it's a little bit looser and some parts which have the potential to be a little bit more tightly curled, but mostly 4A. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it if we're going on the hair typing system. Yeah. Definitely everyone's hair could have different patterns and porosities as well. Like my ends probably now, because it's been so long since we've cut it, are more like high porosity and they're really stringy and they're not really curling. So yeah, you could have different porosities as well. And also it depends on if you've clarified your hair, like removed all that buildup. So there's definitely a lot of things to consider when it comes to hair porosity. What products do both of you use that work for your hair? And are there ones that you know will always stay away from? 
Um, for me, I started off the journey really just experimenting and also I, I kind of took everyone's word as verbatim in terms of this is what 4C hair needs. So I was buying products that I thought worked for my hair. Um, for example, I remember hearing a lot about coconut oil is really good for, for my hair, but it really wasn't. It dried out my hair um, yeah. even more so. And I just said, I find it hard to keep moisture in. Um, castor oil, which even as a kid, I was told that was good for our hair. I, I think it's still good, but it's quite it's quite heavy. So it's not good for my hair. Um, for the first year of my journey, I was using that a lot, like <laughs> religiously, and my hair did not grow or didn't, wasn't healthy. I've noticed that my hair responds better since I've practiced the LOC method, um, liquid oil and conditioning. So spraying water really agrees with my hair and I think it agrees with lots of Afro type hairs, um, hair types, sorry. Um, and I use, uh, what oil do I use? I use aloe vera oil and there's the oil that I buy, I can't remember the make, but it's got is it jojoba? I can't say the name of it. Of oh, jojoba, I think. Yeah, yeah, that really, that really agrees with my hair and shea butter, which is weird because it's always oh, not weird. It's for hair and body, but actually, Ray introduced that to me. So as much as Ray's inspired, Chris has inspired me too because she's also <laughs> given me um, was it the curly hair? Oh, what, what book did you give me? Something to do it was like a method thing about how we should look after our hair. It was a booklet. Yeah, I can't remember when I shared it with friends as well. Yeah, you can see you've forgotten what you've given me. But um, <laughs> in, in that, it just spoke about LOC method and things like that. So what I've found that works for me is shea butter, that oil that I mentioned, and water. And I literally keep it to those three products. And then when I want to put my hair up in a bun or do something a bit more stylish with it, I will put gel in my hair, but it's not very often. And I don't actually comb my hair. So those things yeah, are what yeah. I've learned in the past 12 months. And now my hair has definitely been thriving from it. Not so much for length, but just for health. My hair is a lot more healthier now. Yeah, and before we start, you were talking about now you more finger detangle. Literally, yeah. I only use the comb just because I wanted to part certain sections, but I don't actually part through the hair. I just part the scalp, and the rest is on my fingers. Yeah. But I I, re I don't use a comb at all, really, because my friend, my other friend, who's also on a hair, natural hair journey, told me that she just leaves her hair, let it be, and that's what seems to be working. But I think everyone will have different stories as well. There are other women who have the same hair type as myself and will do completely the opposite of what I do. So just finding what works for you and what products work for you. And you may end up spending a lot of money trying to work that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's kind of what I keep trying to say is what works for one person might not necessarily work for you, which is frustrating because you think, oh my gosh, we have the same texture, the same porosity, and yet that still won't work for, for you. So it can be frustrating, but that is part of the journey, I guess, with having curly, coily, kinky hair. Ray, so same question. What products do you use and are there any that you know to stay away from? I use, I like Shea Moisture's Jamaican black castor oil leave-in conditioner i use shea butter in my hair in winter months on top of mm -hmm. that it's just not enough and and you know i've been doing more, more research lately and i've just been realizing that the leave-in conditioner alone isn't enough to moisturize that's not a moisturizer it's a conditioner so i had been using that all wrong um mm -hmm. as long as i put an oil in after it my hair will stay moisturized for about four to five days Wow. I would say, but then again, I'm a lazy natural who very often <laughs> doesn't sleep with a satin anything. Oh, wow. No okay. satin is really bad. So um, I'm a lazy natural. Um, in terms of avoidance, I make sure not to use too much protein too often. So once every six weeks, I do a protein treatment. Once every four weeks, I will clarify. So remove all the product from my hair. But if I did that every week, 
either of those things, protein or clarification every week, my hair would quickly break off. It'd just be stripped all the time. Yeah, it just wouldn't cooperate. What else? Yeah, so in terms of the oils, jojoba oil, great. Sweet almond oil, great. In terms of its structure, out of all the compounds found in nature, jojoba oil is the closest to our naturally occurring sebum. So when I use it on my skin, my hair is actually really, really good. It makes your hair think, you know what? You've produced enough. Let's produce some oil a little bit. And then it's quite nice. Yeah. So um, hair feels different with it, definitely. Yeah. So those oils will help. I find that in summer I can get away with less product or lighter products. But in winter, if I'm not putting it in twists and it's going to be in a bun or it's going to be in a wash and go, um, I need heavier products just so it doesn't lose that moisture. Yeah. It's interesting you call yourself a lazy um, natural hair because I, I feel like I'm lazier than both of you because I don't do any of the stuff you're talking about with regards to the protein. <laughs> what did you just say? I'm, it was all like boop, 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 over my head. I literally wash and, and then get on with my day and then <laughs> wash and do it again. I Maybe mean, I need to start doing stuff like that as well. But that's the thing what I've learned with this natural hair journey, even with stuff that you know, Chris and Ray. It's a lot of words and things I just never got exposed to from a young age and I don't really understand most of it. Oh, this like is hours of YouTube. Yeah, powers yeah. of YouTube and this podcast as well for those who don't know. I just feel like there's just so many things to understand about hair mm. and I just saw it as a simple thing as you grease your scalp, you put something in your hair, you get going. Mm. Especially as I used to spend a lot of my time wearing weaves and things like that. So I didn't really take a lot of care into my hair. So even now hearing this, I'm like, okay, there's more I need to do. I don't, I don't do any of those things. It's definitely a rabbit hole. Like Ray said, it's just hours, especially when I first got into my journey last year. I think our half term in February, I just watched YouTube videos every day, all day long and reading blogs, just trying to figure everything out because it is quite overwhelming as well. And hearing all this language and terminology. And I just think, wow, I really don't know anything about my own hair that's been growing out of my scalp <laughs> since I was like, right born. <laughs> It was just incredible that I was like, I never really knew how to take care of my hair properly. Like you said, I would do coconut as well sometimes, but mm. really like not often enough. And again, coconut is something that works really well for some women or men, you know, anyone can take care of their hair. And then it just really doesn't work for others. So it's just amazing curly hair. And once you dive into it, how it just opens up again, like I said, this rabbit hole. So Naomi, you mentioned the LOC method. Are there any other methods that you use or Ray that you use? Like I said, I think we've exposed how basic I am. So I, <laughs> I just do LOC. <laughs> to me, that was like, I was quite proud of myself because I knew what it meant. But yeah, LOC is what I, I use. Because I think that, that just works for my hair. Um, and I do that at least every three days to keep to keep it moisturized and stuff. That's the only method that I use. I need to learn a bit more. I, have, I just learned on my episode I had um, recently um, natural hair but co-wash because you know what that was mm. additional the wash you have conditioner isn't it yeah yeah you can just use like like a conditioner but it should really be sulfate silicone free i'm saying that because of the curly girl method that i follow or you can buy specific co-washes as well okay. and that was another thing i ray definitely helped me out with <laughs> ray do yeah. you do any methods as well not as much anymore because I find that my hair responds better when I put my oil on last. So my yeah. oil is a sealant for everything else that went on before it. Um, and in winter, on top of an oil, I'll put shea butter just to make sure, doubly, triply sure that everything's locked in and it's not going to escape again. And the only other thing I'll do if I'm doing a wash and go 
is I haven't got time to be doing that shingling thing where you take one lump, like one curl at a time and, and define it. I have not got time no. for that. No. Good for you who do it. I do praying hands. That's as much coverage. I have big palms. I'm good. <laughs> I will just smooth all the product through. I haven't got time. So I tried shingling once. It took me hours. Uh, yeah, no. So that's pretty much what I do. And um, I just make sure I deep condition every time I wash my hair. Oh, perfect. That's actually what I was going to ask next. Do you deep condition and how often do you deep condition? And do you have a specific brand or product that you tend to go to? I used to do it every, was it every other wash? Or maybe, yeah, I guess it's every, every other wash. I used to use the Cantu um, deep treatment mask. And then I just went back to what I originally started using, which is the Aphigee Perlerific. It's just texture treatment, which I put in my hair after every wash now because that redefines the, the the definition of my curls in my hair so when I do wash my hair like you can't see it right now my hair is really it's, like, it's got a nice definition so that's what I use but I need to go back into doing more treatments in my hair because like I said I'm I'm realizing that I don't do enough hearing both of you speak I'm like oh, I need to do a bit more but what <laughs> I do now just works I like to keep it very simple because I'm, exactly. I'm just that way inclined yeah for um, sure I say that if it works then you can try something but it's definitely not a necessity obviously because your hair is healthy that's true yeah so and that, that's that, that's the point I think I tried to make it beginning I started off buying so many products hearing what everyone else is saying okay I've got to do this oh you've got to make your own aloe vera thing blah 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 and I've just found things simple stuff that work for me and the share butter was the best thing ever and then just going back to the texture treatment because like I said it just it redefines my curls for my deep conditioner I use share moisture again share moisture's Jamaican black castor oil it's a deep treatment mask slap that on I haven't got no hooded dryer or anything like that I just put a plastic <laughs> bag over my head and do my housework and so for as long as that stays on it stays on and then I wash that out so I just make sure that I do that every single time I wash my hair now lately I've been stretching the washing of my hair to every two weeks but typically wow. my hair likes every week it's my la right. again my laziness i use miel babasu deep conditioner and it has mint in it and it has both moisture and protein so i'm finding i like that one one of my final kind of questions is how do you protect your hair okay so just you mean at night time or a protective style what did you refer to well both actually okay uh, so usually um for night time my hair looks well no one can see right now in plaits i just put it in plaits and i put it in um a satin headscarf um that's how i protect my hair at night time and majority of the time my hair is out but if it isn't then it's a bit like this and it's in a head wrap in plaits and i might have a little bit of hair out um or i have my hair in what we call protective styles which could be basically where your hair is locked away so that could be in a camera style a braid mm -hmm. weaves or wigs but i choose to do braiding i've just learned how to do braiding since lockdown so hey. i haven't seen my hairdresser for over nearly a year now <laughs> i have my own hairdresser um so yeah so my my newfound favorite of protective hairstyle is basically having my hair in plaits like this and i have it in a head wrap so that it's yeah. just hidden away and i might have a little bit of my curls out but that's an easier style for me to manage and that way I can LLC a lot easier without having to ruin the hairstyle itself um, that I may have had. Ray? And most of that is what I'm supposed to do as well. <laughs> I'm a lazy natural, so I do have at least two or three satin bonnets. I don't know where they are. Um, I have a couple satin pillowcases. They're not on my bed. 
Um, so I know I'm supposed to do, but I did do it. The thing I'm really conscious of is not pulling my hair one way all the time. I wear buns a lot. So mm-hmm. usually it's going back in a bun. So I vary the position of my bun. It's low, middle and high. And mm-hmm. if I feel like my, I can see too much scalp at the front of my head, like my edges are starting to, like, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever brushed your hair and you actually feel the bristles on your scalp. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm I am a victim of losing edges. I I have put so much tension on my scalp over the years that it's it's, it's too late in terms of I'm trying to grow it back. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So it's very important yeah. to look after the size of your, all the size of your hair. So I'll put it in twists then, mm. and those twists will stay in for like four days. I will then put something satin over it because I want to do a twist out on day five. Right, and then wear a twist out for two days and then wash it. So, even with that not to go off topic but even with twist out twist out will look nice in your hair but your hair type twist out on my hair is like curly fries just looks crazy <laughs> i need to do braid out <laughs> braid the, out, braid, yeah, braid outs don't look good on my hair yes it's even with that because i remember following to a t like oh no they said curly cur- curl out is the way forward like, okay i never forget that day because i was going somewhere before lockdown and i was so upset with how my hair had turned out because it was just complete craziness but when yeah. i did it in flats the braid out is perfect so yeah even just saying that Again, I'm always trying to say this, and I said it just earlier, you need to find what works for your hair, and that's what's the most important thing. And then if it works, then why change it constantly or try and change it? Is there anything you two would like to close off with about your hair journey before we end? There is only one thing, and that is different things work at different stages. When I first started Mm -hmm. going natural, my hair was coloured. That meant Mm -hmm. that that section of my hair was high porosity. The bleach makes it so that you lose moisture quicker. You have to work a lot harder when you have colored hair. Now that I have successfully stayed away from bleach for about a year, I don't know how I did it because I love color. (laughs) I know what my hair does and I know what I would do differently next time. So I say, bear that in mind. So yeah, you might be coming into your natural journey. Your curls will not behave as they will when they're at their completely, you've completely grown out all the nonsense that you put in it. And when they're at their optimal health. So there will be differences between what products you might've used back then and what you might use now, but just go with the flow. Yeah, that's the best advice. I was gonna say very similar, but also just be patient with your hair journey as well. Um, have realistic expectations for me my, my when I first went natural I was well I, I speak on my episode before but I had to go for TWA which means my hair was cut really short teeny weeny afro and just knowing what, what's important to you what do you want length height volume what's important to you and be patient with it and also just find things that work for you you may use something completely different to your friends but it doesn't really matter and that's my mm-hmm. advice I think yeah patience is definitely so important with your natural hair journey definitely patience and prayer too I think like last year I was like oh my gosh please let this work for my hair and like I hope this doesn't take that long patience prayer products three p's that should be a slogan the triangle Love it. Uh, well, thank you so much, ladies, for coming on this episode. No I really enjoy speaking me. to you about your hair, and I would love to have you on some future episodes again. Definitely. So, yeah, thank you so much. No Yay. worries. Thank you. All right, my darling. Thank you. This is the end of the episode. Again, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'd like to thank Naomi and Ray for coming onto this episode again. I really enjoyed it so much having them on. 
On the next episode, I am excited to be doing a review on some products that were sent to me by Sutena, an all-natural, vegan, sustainable, and cruelty-free hair and skincare company. Thanks again for listening and see you on the next episode.